All right, we are live again. Good evening, everybody, with another episode of Release to Quacken. Um, we're going to talk about how week 20 training went for us on the Galloway plan, what's coming up for week 21, kind of go around the horn, and also be joined by our special guest today, Andrea. So I'll introduce everybody else that's here for the ones who are listening on audio. Tonight, we have Kevin joining us. How are you doing, Kevin? Doing good. How are you? Not too bad. We got Mr. Lonnie G. Hello, everybody. And we got Jody down in Cincinnati. How's Jody? Hey, everybody. And we have another visitor from the Great White North, where it snows 24-7, 365 days a year. We have Andrea. How are you, Andrea? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> no so, snow yet. <laughs> not yet. So we had they had snow in Kentucky. My parents had an inch and a half. That's kind of crazy. Uh, I had snow. Let, let's. I was... Running last weekend with surfers and sand, and this weekend with snow. It was very disturbing. It's so crazy. Yeah. yeah we had flurries, but nothing sticking. I bet you, Lonnie, any snow? No snow whatsoever, but it did get down to the 20s. Uh, it was 22 really? this morning. Yeah. Because it went pretty close to you, I think. Not too yeah. Far it, off. We, had some, it, we had some frost on the ground. It did snow in Fayetteville, which is about three hours from here. Mm -hmm. uh, so they had to blow off the field for the LSU game. Um, wow. So they, yeah. I saw one stadium um, over the weekend where they had some frost in the stadium, so they decided to throw a hose on it, and it all turned to ice. <laughs> not sure who thought that was a good idea, but it, it did not play out well for them. Yeah. That groundskeeper probably was like, that's not what I intended. Uh, <laughs> so, or maybe it was. <laughs> or maybe it was. So week 20, how did it go for everybody? What do we have on the schedule? Jody, I know you got that schedule around. So what do we have? You know me. I've got the schedule. So week 20, we had uh, our normal, regular maintenance runs twice a week, and then a six-mile run over the weekend. All right. So how did they go for you? For me in particular? Yes. Oh, um, it was a great six-mile run. It was um, snowing. Um the actual snow was like pelting me in the eyes. I should have worn a, a visor or some sort of hat like that. I didn't, I just didn't think about it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a little cold, but I'm a cold. I much prefer cold when I run than hot. So I thought it was nice. It was, and then the only thing I did different this weekend is my, I typically run Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. So my Monday, I was on a um, red eye coming from California. So instead of running it, I walked LAX airport for three, three miles. Uh, at, it was um, 11 p.m. their time. So 11, 12, 1, 2 o'clock Eastern time. So that's how I did my, my three miles. It was technically Monday Eastern time. So um, that's how I did those. So that was a little different, I guess. That was my big change this week. So what about you, Lonnie? How'd your week go? Oh, week went well. Um, ran on, on a Monday and then I kind of took a couple of days off. Uh, and then picked it up on Thursday. So I uh, did my 245s and the six miler Saturday went pretty good. Uh, no issues whatsoever. So uh, kind of pushed the speed a little bit. Uh, I was on a treadmill the whole time because it was cold outside and I don't like cold. So, uh, but yeah, it went well. Kevin, did you get your runs in? I know you've been having some busy weeks at work and things going on. So Yeah, work has been tough. But um, so last Sunday I did a six and a half. Then I did... Um, Monday and Tuesday. So trying to get some back-to-back -back runs in without jumping the miles up because the most I've done is 13 and that was back in September. So um, I haven't done anything over anything over 10. So 
I did six and a half on Monday or on Sunday. And then I did two 45 minute runs Monday and Tuesday. And then on Thursday, I did an eight and a half mile run. I'd planned on doing the, uh, the 20 mile run on Friday. It was raining all day and decided to, to hold off another week and just see how it goes. And so kind of doing a modified plan. I'm, I'm a little gun shy on, on trying to catch up too fast. So I'm just going to kind of build it up a little bit. I'm not going to jump into the 20 after doing anything crazy. Cause the last thing I want is to, cause I've got some plantar fasciitis kind of acting up. I don't want that to, to set me back big time. So I'm kind of running that fine line between not injuring myself and trying to drink 15 uh, emergencies a day, trying to stay healthy with everybody around being sick. So you get that. So I'm on a still slightly modified plan for a while, trying to catch up like you, Kevin. Um, I didn't get anything in on Monday, Tuesday, I got my 45 in. Normally I would go Thursday for the next one, but knowing I was trying to do a back-to-back this weekend, I skipped Thursday's run, um, did a four mile treadmill walk, which I think is equivalent to about 13 miles um, in real miles <laughs> on Matt's Friday. Oh, miserably boring. And then yesterday morning, I took off for my 13 miles and got that in. So I, it's my first back-to-back run I've done on this dopey training cycle. So About 13. That's the most you've done in a long time, that's right? That's the most I've done since April. Wow. Uh, the flying pig. So that's impressive. We're getting there. Slow and steady. Oh. But I thought, though, this was going to be where I capped out come end of December. So the fact that I'm here already, I'm pretty pleased with. I'm under pace for where I need to be. Um, so maybe if I keep slow and ramping this up, I can get up to 18, 19 miles by the time we come around. So that's impressive. Good job. But we'll see. All right, Andrea, you're just coming back from wine and dine. So I'm sure you got some tired legs from running 22 some miles over that plus park time. And you're on a slightly different plan than everybody else. So what did you have going on? So I've been on a modified version of the Higdon plan. Um, I've came off of about six, well, four weeks of injury, ran a marathon, then took two more weeks off for injury. So I've only been training for about five weeks now. Um, So I took off Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, but I walked around seven miles according to the Fitbit in Magic Kingdom and Epcot on Monday. So I feel like that counted for something. Um, I (laughs) I did 5K on third, no, I did 5K on Wednesday, which went well. And then I did back-to-back weekends of I did 10K on Friday and then 24 kilometers on Saturday. So I guess that's like, what, 15 miles? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that went pretty well. And yeah, it was a good week of training. That's a lot yeah. after doing wine and dine. Yeah, right. yeah that's impressive. I, I kind of didn't take wine and dine as a race. I took it as like, it was a training weekend. It was my first three days in a row running since princess um so three days in a row and like i took all the races really easily especially the half marathon because the weather was so it was not what i'm used to anymore so i took everything easily so it was easy enough to bounce back from it yeah let's talk about that half marathon just a little bit i heard it was uh quite hot humid and kind of nasty um what was your experience because what i i've heard different reports where some people got rained on and some people didn't so how was your experience so I got rained on in the start and the corrals. Um, oh. I was in corral D and it was funny because then they were showing people who were up at the front and it was pouring rain where they were, but it was just drizzling in corral D. Um, and then 
it started raining off and on and then it got super humid my bib was falling apart because it got so wet and i was picking up safety pins from the crowd so it, i wouldn't fall off um and then it was just it was really hot it was really humid um all the way through i was not doing well with the heat <laughs> just kind of wanted to get done and everything was damp too my feet were wet so not the best yeah. weather yeah that's never fun it was like that last year for wine and dine um I can't remember what day. Maybe it was the 5K. The 5K it was, poured. The 5K was pouring rain. And then it was so bad. I think that's the day that it was so bad that we never went to a park ever. Um, we just kind of, we took the bus to Animal Kingdom and we were like, this is just not, <laughs> not going to happen. And we got back on the bus and I think we just <laughs> did park or some resort hopping on the monorail loop. But I don't know what it is about wine and dine race weekend, but. Yeah, the 10K last year was cold and wet too. As I remember, I have a costume that had a feather on the hat, and my feather was also like <laughs> drooping over, and I was soaked. I feel like Wine and Dine's cursed for rain because I didn't run it, but it the, the years of Splash and Dash, and when they shortened mm -hmm. the course, like those are kind of legendary and run Disney. Yeah, I got, I was at the boardwalk for that weekend. I was down there. We walked the 5K as a family, but I went down to cheer the 10K and a half. And I was down at the boardwalk around five for the half. Boardwalk was fairly dry. Um, it's light drizzle for probably 10 to 15 minutes. And then it quit. But it's enough that just soaked the boardwalk that people were slipping and sliding coming through. Uh, it was, uh, it was oh, slick. Yeah. That does get really We slick. didn't have the pour down rain like they did in the crowds. I saw people just look like they were soaked coming through. And we never had that at the boardwalk. It's yeah. crazy. It's so yeah. close. Yeah. But all you right. need is a good heavy fog at the boardwalk and it gets slippery. Right. Yeah. So I mean you really don't need the rain. Yeah. It's just somebody's coffee could make it too. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So Andrea, I know we're here to talk about Marathon Weekend, but um I just want to quickly touch on Wine Dine Race Weekend because I know you were there and it was it was so what was your opinion? Because it's a hot topic, what's your uh, opinion on the um virtual queue for the expo? So it worked out well for me because I got group two. <laughs> um, so I was pretty much ahead of the game, like got in early. Um, the only issue I really had was like when I saw my expected time that I was going to be called, it was putting me around 930. The buses don't start running, though, from the resorts until 930. Oh. So I ended up taking an Uber over there, which worked out fine. I got there right when I was still in the Uber, just pulling into um, ESPN. That's when my group was called or the first five groups are called at the same time. And then had to go into the lineup and got in pretty quickly. All the merchandise that I wanted was available. All the sizes were available. The one thing I found that I didn't like, though, because normally I go to their expo kind of mid afternoon and it's not as busy. So I found that the bid pickup, because people were just there waiting around for their groups to be called, so there was a lot more people at the big bid pickup. I had to stand in line to get into the building, mm. stand in longer lines to pick up my bibs. And then the vendor expo was a lot busier than what I normally experience. Yeah, I heard um, the woman who runs the, the Fuzzy Fizzies, is that the name mm -hmm. of it? Yeah. Uh, Pam, mm -hmm. she said something like she did more business in the first two hours at Wine and Dine this year than she did the first day last year. So, I, wow, I may have that 
slightly wrong, but it was something like the first two hours were so incredibly busy that she did so much more business because of the expo and people going to the vendors first. Um, where I think a lot of times in the past, people spent time in line for the Run Disney merch and not maybe in line for, for the expo. So um, we also took an I'm sorry, Jody. No, I, I, I just was clarifying my words. I said the wrong word. I meant in line for the vendors, not the expo. So, so we also took an Uber over to there in the morning. Did your Uber have trouble finding a place to drop you off? Did they go around road close signs? No, I don't know trying. if we came at a wrong angle or something, but our Uber driver had struggled to get us dropped off where we needed to. No, we were pretty good. I mean, the signs were not great by any means, so he almost took a wrong turn, but we've gotten fine. Worked out okay. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that number one. I'm I'm glad you had a good experience, Andrea, uh, mm -hmm. because you know some of the things I've heard about the expo experience now is that more stuff was available later down the line, right? And I think Run Disney is trying to do things to make it more convenient for people, or so that we everybody has a kind of a little equal opportunity to get stuff. But I am glad that it forced people to kind of go into some of the vendor vendors and the third party sellers. And, and but we'll see how that works for Marathon Weekend. I think now that we, people are starting to catch on, they'll say, okay, you know what? I'm going to go at my time, right? Yeah, I'm not going to go early and hopefully slide in. So we'll see how that works. But I'm glad you had a great experience there. I'm glad you're trying something. Yeah, the only other thing I would say about it is that it made me chaff because I didn't know what time my group was going to get called. I ended up changing all of my plans that I had made months ago for that day. Because I was going to go to Hollywood Studios and do Genie Plus and Lightning Lane for Rise of the Resistance. And I had an Oka's reservation. And because wow. I didn't know what any of my times would be like, I canceled all of that yeah. and moved it to a different day. But it's kind of like, it still worked out fine. But now we know that's most likely coming for Marathon Weekend, too. It's just kind of easier to plan ahead. Mm -hmm. You just got to make Expo like an open day of relaxation and just kind of play it by year without having defined plans for sure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for being the guinea pigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit, Andrea, about your run Disney history. Um, how many dopies have you done? How many races kind of, what's your background here? So I did my first dopey in 2018, which was my first run Disney event. And it was first time I'd been to Disney world and about like, probably 20 years. Um, it's going to be my one and done. <laughs> you can see how that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. They got you. <laughs> yeah, they kind of got me. And then like came back that same year for Star Wars and then came, yeah. came an annual pass holder on that trip. Went back <laughs> in November for wine and dine. Bought DVC on that trip. <laughs> so, things escalated pretty quickly. Um mm -hmm. In 2019, I did all the races that at Disney World, and, and then oh, I went wow. to Disneyland Paris as well that year. Oh, nice. Um, and then in January 2020 for Dopey. And so I've done three Dopeys now. It would have been four, except I canceled 2022. Um, done three Wine and Dines, two Princess, two Star Wars, one Disneyland Paris. So I think this, this past weekend was my... 12th run Disney weekend. Wow. Wait, yeah. so is this your first, was this your first run Disney back since um, COVID or did no, you? No, I did wine and dine because I had booked, I did wine and dine last year because I had booked my, my DVC room 11 months out thinking, well, okay, if it comes back, comes back. If it's not, I'll go for it. I'll, I'll just go anyways. 
And then when they like, got announced it was happening, I'm like, okay. So I did wine and dine last year and then skip marathon weekend because Omicron and crossing the border and COVID testing and everything involved that. It was just like, it was too much. Um, mm. Did princess though, um, February. Um, so this is my third one back since the pandemic. Oh, that's awesome. And how did it feel um, this year, wine and dine compared to last year, wine and dine? Cause that was the first run Disney race back. Um, so that was my husband's very first run Disney race last year. And so it was his first experience ever, but it was, how did you think that this year's run Disney, um, wine and dine compared to last year's? It definitely felt like it was back to normal now. Like last year was, I think we were just all excited to be there again, but I mean, there was like the character stops were different. There was no Mm -hmm. characters at the start line. So that was all back now and they had the marching bands out. So it definitely felt more back to normal. And it just, even just being able to interact with people more, um, mm-hmm. like with the, like the lizard group, being able to hang out with people. Cause again, for me, like going back to Canada, I had a COVID test before I came back. So mm-hmm. I was level of paranoia was pretty high. <laughs> so I was kind of staying, sticking to myself, those races, but now I was just like hanging out with everybody um, so it just, it felt more normal and it was just nice to be back to it. So what's your favorite run Disney event? You, you've done pretty much all of the weekends at some point. What's your favorite event? It's always a toss up between marathon weekend and wine and dine. Like I love wine and dine cause I like going when the festivals are on at Epcot. It's a little bit more low pressure because there's no marathon at the end of the weekend, but marathon weekends is special as so many people um just so many friends and being like lots of events and that marathon is just it's like no other marathon so it's it's just a special weekend now you have a lot of experience with marathons you've done how many uh seven now and how many world majors three world majors nice that's amazing so you've done Chicago and Berlin. Chicago, New York is my first one in 2017. Chicago in 2018. Then Berlin this past year. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. That's really cool. Did you get a special medal or with stars or something? Is there something special with all the world? Yeah, the six star medal, which I'm working towards now. My three that I have left: London, Tokyo, and Boston. Are going to be the more difficult ones to get into. I'm not going to be ever fast enough to qualify for Boston, so. That one's going to be a little bit, that's going to be hard. But now there's talk too that Sydney, Sydney Marathon is going to be joining the majors as well. So by the time I get to finishing it, maybe it might be seven stars. Wow. Nice. That's, that's awesome. really cool. That's really cool. So what about these run Disney events going back to that? What makes you keep going back every year? So why do you fly south and do this kind of thing? Um, I think it started just because they're, they're fun and I like to run around in costumes. They're very low pressure. I mean, the time limits are, they're very generous, which is nice. You don't have to, like, I can, I can run a roll. I can ride a roller coaster during a marathon. You can't do that anywhere else. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of where it started. But I think in my dopey 2019 is when I started just getting more involved with the BR guest lizards and hanging out with making run Disney friends. And now that's kind of more the draw than anything else. Cause I get to go hang out with my friends on the, from the internet and, and 
fun because even though we don't, I don't see them for like months at a time or in the case of this past year, it's been like, I haven't seen people for two years. You just mm -hmm. kind of pick up again where you left off and because yeah. you know what's going on in their lives from them posting in the Facebook groups. And that's kind of, that's pretty amazing. I know that I've never met Andrea until last weekend and I was actually walking to the boardwalk deli and I hear Jeff. And it's like, there's nobody else on the boardwalk, so it had to be me. And I, around, I knew it wasn't my family, but there's Andrea coming up behind me. Yeah, you know, the funny thing about that is I did not realize until today that we hadn't met in person before I, I said hello to you on the, on the boardwalk. So that's kind of just how real the internet friends are. You don't, it doesn't click in that you don't know this person in real life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the magic of Disney. Usually we try to avoid people on the internet, but <laughs> now, you know, we, we look for them. Disney makes us. <laughs> Disney makes us. It's, it's just we're yeah. Disney. <laughs> so, Andrea, you said one of my favorite words, um, not because I'm good at it, but because I thoroughly admire everyone else who excels in this area. But you said the word costume. And I know from looking at all your posts that you are incredibly talented and creative in this area. So um, let's talk a little bit about costumes. Yeah, I like, I love a costume. That's my main. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of the main, one of my main draws for Run Disney. I've done all of my Run Disney races in costume with the exception of the marathon in 2020. Um, oh. I, wear, I wear a lizard shirt now for, for the marathon, um, but it's a big draw to me. I love a group costume. <laughs> Planning costumes at far enough in advance. Yeah, I got I got a lot of work to do before marathon weekend, but <laughs> I'm working on a, my very first costume. Well, that's not true. Tim and I did. We were Mickey and Minnie um, for the 5K for Wine and Dine last year, but that was pretty simple, like a polka dot sparkle skirt and ear white gloves. You know, that was pretty simple. But I'm working on my princess costume. My daughter and I are running princess, so I'm kind of going. Like I actually have a friend coming over who can thread a needle because I can't even do that. So she's going to help me with the whole part of it. So that's going to be my first attempt at, you know, a, a different big costume. But tell me about some of your favorites over the years, what you've, what you've uh, done and, and what you've, what, what's worked and things that you may not do again. So probably my craziest costume. And this was as a group that was organized through the lizards um, was a porg for Star Wars weekend in 2019. So that included wearing a long sleeve hoodie that I covered in fake fur and giant oh. styrofoam eyes. <laughs> um, so that's great running attire for April in Florida. So we, it was so much fun though, but most of the time we would run with our hoods down, but as soon as we saw the photo pass, you pull the hood back up so that you can keep going with it. Those, those um, were epic. I, I've seen those pictures. They're really great. Yeah. I just saw Rhonda commented here. So in marathon for the 5k in 2020, I organized a group to be Bippity Boppity Boutique Princesses. So we were all dressed up as princesses covered in glitter. I made everyone the sashes that said Bippity Boppity Boutique. Um, Scott Nyman was kind of dad. So he, we he had a shirt on that said bippity boppity broke on it. So he <laughs> ran with us. Um, I mean, he was obviously broke cause he had 15 people go to the bippity boppity boutique. Um, so that was a lot of fun. 
And this past weekend, I did a smaller group costume of Alice in Wonderland characters. So I was the White Rabbit, we had Alice, and then Tweedledee and Tweedledum, and that was a lot of fun. That is awesome. Now, so this past weekend was um, Coco, Raya, and uh, Soul. Oh. Did you match any costumes with the themes, or did you just do what you wanted to do? I just did what I wanted to do. Sometimes I have themes kind of speak to me and I'm like, I'll, I'll figure something out. I was have a struggling with the themes for this one. And it was kind of amazing to see though, how people pulled off the themes, especially for Raya. Cause I don't feel like a lot of people, myself included, are that familiar with that movie, but some of the costumes I saw were just amazing for, especially like people who did the dragon. Um, so I kind of, sometimes I start with the theme, like princess. I did a lot around the themes, but this one, I was just like, let's just do what I want to do. So do you have your costumes lined up for January? Do you have your plan in place already? Any secrets that you're going to let spill today? Well, that's kind of the one, the only probably upside of me canceling marathon weekends so late in the game last year was that my costumes were about 75% the way done. So they are going to be finished up for this marathon weekend. Um, I'm doing a theme around classic Disney attractions. So for the 5K, I'm doing Haunted... I'm not going to be too specific, but for 5K, I'm themed around Haunted Mansion. Uh, 10K is Small World. Half Marathon is Spinning Teacups. And the marathon, the marathon, I initially, last year, I made a Tiki Room skirt, but it's going to be replaced by something a little bit more on theme, so more 90s theme print. Very fun. Good deal. Any other questions we have for Andrea before we move on to talking about what's coming up for week 21? All right, Jody, time to pull out your schedule again. What is on our calendar for week 21? All right. So those of us on the Galloway plan, although Andrea, I'll be curious what your plan says since you're doing a different um, running training plan. We have our normal uh, 45 minute runs and then a seven miles with the magic mile uh, is our weekend. So this is one of the last um, shorter runs. Well, no, not one of the last, but this is a nice shorter one before Thanksgiving weekend, which is, which is kind of, kind of a big one. So, <laughs> so Andrea, what do you have on your calendar? So I'm working um, this is going to be my first week of five runs. Um, so it's going to be interesting. We'll see how it goes. So I got, I'm doing 5k tomorrow, 8k Tuesday, 4, 4k on Wednesday, Thursday's day off, 10k on Friday, and then 26k, which I think we got 60 miles on Saturday. Wow. That's a lot of running. It's a lot of running. Am I the only one that's trying to figure out her miles and kilometers by figuring <laughs> out five Ks or three miles and then doing the math to figure out what these actual conversions are? Yeah. I work okay. in the opposite direction. So I know what <laughs> AK is five miles. I know that. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to like, five K is three. Miles, so. <laughs> right. well, so that's a, that's a, that's a, sounds like a, a big week for you. So Good luck with all that. I'm sure you'll be great, especially after all that time on the feet this past weekend. That it, it, well, not this past, but the weekend before at Walt Disney World and the races and all that walking around the parks. Thank you. So I'm sure you'll be One great. One last question I have for everybody before we hop off of here. Um, 
I'm seeing a lot of people posting online now because we're starting to get in some cooler temps. We got snow across the Midwest. We got cooler temps in Ohio. How is everybody adjusting to start to run into cold weather as we come through? Any tips that you have from your experience, your history, or what what do you do to make that a little easier transition? I'm a layers girl because I start off cold for the first mile or so, and then I start to get really hot really quick. So the more things I can take off and tie around my waist. Um, so if there's a jacket at the beginning, but probably by mile two, I'm notorious for gloves for the first mile. And then I'll, I tuck them into each other and hold them like in the palm of my hands. Um, cause I get way too hot. I also, I can't do a full hat cause that you, you hold a lot of heat in your head. So I can do the ear type muff type things, you know, that just the band that goes around your ear, but a full hat, it's gotta be really darn cold for me to wear a full hat. So um, I'm just layers. And um, luckily my feet don't get too bad. So I don't know, maybe it's just luck of the draw, but um, I'm layer, layer, layer. So that works for me. Lonnie, yeah. do you move back outside now that it's a little cooler than it was? Get out of the garage? Nah, you know, I, I'm a treadmill guy. So when it gets cold, uh, I have a heater. I put it on. I put it in front of the treadmill. I run. That's why, you know, Andrew mentioned 2018 Dopey. It was freezing for that one. That was the, the, the Arctic blast Dopey. I was miserable the whole time. Maybe I should be running outside. I, this is my, I guess, my key to it. But nah, I'm no, I'm, no. I'm the wrong person to ask. I'm, I'm going to say buy a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, do you enjoy running out in the cold? I don't really like the cold, but you know it, it's much better for me than the than the heat. I, I tolerate the cold a lot better. It's whenever things start falling from the sky that's when it gets a little tricky. Uh, I can't stand for my feet to get wet, so running in the rain for a short distance is okay. But once it gets over eight or nine miles, wet feet are no good. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll usually start like like uh, uh, with you know, a hat or something at first. And then I've got some earmuffs and um, even got, you know, a thing for my face that like Velcros to the back. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes I'll do base layers, but only if it's really, really cold. I try to stay in shorts, even when it's real cold. It's just, you know, get too warm. But um, it just kind of varies. This year, it, I think it dropped from 70 to 20 in one day. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard to get used to that. Uh, the same way whenever it goes from cold to really hot. So, What about you, Andrea? I see you running out. As long as our roads and sidewalks are fairly clear, you're outside and everything, aren't you? Pretty much. Like I will run outside to like it's minus 20 degrees Celsius. I think it's oh. minus four Fahrenheit. Because <laughs> um, I, I hate the treadmill. So I do the same with layers, make sure I have good gloves. I feel as that's the, that makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of years ago, I got some Gore-Tex running shoes, which are great for keeping my feet dry. And they also have extra tread on them. So I feel like I can, I have a little bit more grip when it's a little bit slippery. Um, and then wool socks. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah tracks. I can't run in the yak tracks. I have a lot of issues with my feet and I feel like they, they just hurt my feet too much. And once I accidentally stepped on a dog with them on and I felt horrible. Oh, <laughs> um, so the, 
the Brooks, because the ones I have are the Brooks GTX Go shoes, and the mm -hmm. treads are, they're like my winter boots, essentially. The treads are the mm -hmm. same. So I find like they make a huge difference if it's slippery out. Yeah. I have a pair of Yak Tracks, and they are great when everything is thoroughly snow covered or. Oh, Jeff, you just froze. Bye, Jeff. You slip and slide. <laughs> so I have trouble with that. But, all right. Um, I know one last thing I got to mention before we hop off of here is our short orders for the half marathon that's coming up here in January. Um, those are due by Wednesday. So if anybody wants to still get out there and order a shirt, the link's at the top of the group that we have there. Um, so just go ahead and fill that out. And we'll make sure we get it to you in plenty of time for the race. Does anybody else have anything before we hop off? Hey, I just want to thank Andrea for taking time out of her evening to join us and, and share your experiences. Uh, I was glad to hear your perspective on a lot of things and uh, looking forward yeah. to seeing you at uh, Dopey this year. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank, Thank you, Andrea. Appreciate yep, it. It was a lot of fun. So, all right. On behalf of the rest of the ducks that we have here and the ones who could not make it tonight, we appreciate you listening and following along. Again, thank you, Andrea. And everybody remember that forward is a pace. Have a good night, everybody. See you. Bye, Bye. Thank you. Woo!